Memo, welcome back to the show for part two. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. You know, the problem that you describe, uh, that's a problem, you know, there's a lot of people at AWS working on that. Emily works on it. I'm, I'm thinking about it too, is what's, and, and this podcast is part of that too, is like, what's the center of gravity as an AWS developer? We kind of have this toolbox and you can build anything, but I often get asked, what do I build? What's the right thing to build? What's mm -hmm. AWS's way of building it? And uh, continuing to just trying to help developers there. It's a, um, it's a flawed analogy because it's somewhat gendered and like, I feel like a little seventies, but um, I keep thinking about race cars. Like the, the thing with AWS is you, it's like a kit. So you could build your own race car using all these services. What I want to get to is being able to hand someone a race car that's yep. ready for the track, but that they can still open the hood and play around and fix things and configure things. I feel like that's a sweet spot. Um, but yeah, we'll see. How, we'll see if we get there. <laughs> yeah, and I think we're definitely trending in that direction. But yeah, the more we we build services like that, the more we have different service, more options. So uh, yeah. there, there's, there's, we're getting better, and we're yeah. going to continue to improve because the one, the one of the things that we actually live by here is like we're listening to customers, and <laughs> if if they want something, we're we're going to go out and build it. But sometimes it takes time. Sometimes something that seems super trivial, like oh, why don't you update this little thing, is like. Well, that little thing actually has a bajillion dependencies. And if we had a time machine, it would still be little, but we now we have 13 years of customers and blah, blah, blah on it. So uh, iteration, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting problem. And it's one of the nice things of working at a big company like this. You yes. can try and throw yourself at something that large. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes you're like, <laughs> I just spent a month on this thing and it's not going anywhere. Nope. Uh, and But sometimes when even something small ships, you're like, I, I help with that. Yeah. Might not be my code, might not be something, but I was in the PR FAQs or I was uh, yeah. doing bug bashes or, and I help someone and someone's being successful with it. So that's always really nice. I'm really appreciative that AWS gives us time to experiment, even if it doesn't fail, if, if it fails, like they'll, they'll give us that sort of bandwidth to run with something and try it out. This might be an ignorant question, but I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, do, you know, developers uh, developing in a local dev environment versus a cloud dev environment, and then how that is impacted by physical infrastructure in various countries with like internet um, intermittent connectivity or whatever. Is that some a concern in LATAM and the islands or no? There's definitely, it's definitely a concern with like latency. And that's why we're, we, as a company, we've tried to, to have better latency uh, through having more infrastructure locally. So we, we've recently launched uh, some things and we're always launching more infrastructure so, so it, it can get better. Um, there's no, not, no perfect solution. There's no perfect coverage. Uh, but there, the more the ecosystem grows, the, the more you can do things locally, the more that kind of goes away, right? Because like, you can do all your testing locally. Latency is not a problem. You put it on the, on the internet, you make it web uh, edge optimized. Now all your uh, your clients benefit from that. But I, I still think the cloud is a giant enabler because I don't have to go buy a $5,000 uh, laptop so I can develop. I can spend 20 bucks on uh, an EC2 instance and try things out. Um, and and, and that, that's always going to be better to me. The, the cost of entry is lower, um, but it is, it is a problem. People are very sensitive to... Um, 
putting their credit cards in and not being 100% sure of um, how how much you're going to get charged. Or um, in, in emerging markets, less people have credit cards. So that is a blocker. And it's another thing that uh, it's feedback that we brought back to the team that we, we should have better on ramps for people that don't have credit cards. And there's programs around it for students like educate and uh, we're working on more stuff. But again, we, it, it's not an easy problem to solve and uh, it's getting looked at at the global scale. But we bringing those concerns and making sure those get heard is part of what I, I see my team's charter as being. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's like one customer in Brazil that has one workload that is $1 a year. If they have a valid concern, we, we, it should be brought up. And yes. we're the ones that can do that uh, because otherwise it's going to get lost in the noise. Maybe it's written in Portuguese in a local blog. Yeah. The product team's never going to see that, not because they don't want to, just because they're unable to. So yeah. we, we're working way more in, on doing that kind of stuff. Yes. I love everything you're saying. I'm so passionate about everything. So I'm so happy you're here and I get to work with you. That's amazing. Um, my last question, talk to me about like the types of companies you see. Uh, is it startups? Is it more enterprises? Like what are they sort of focused on as far as industry and size? And then, you know, is there anything sort of interesting about companies in those regions? Yeah, there's so being a, a more a less mature market, there's a ton of space for disruption. And, and we've seen a lot of more VC funding from other uh, regions come into the market. So there's like some of the larger VC firms have local presence. Um, we've also seen unicorns, like true unicorns pop up in, uh, in, the, in the region. So Nubank is one of them in the banking space, digital bank. Uh, it's really cool out of Brazil, uh, it's expanding into other, other countries now. Uh, it's uh, NU Bank, um, really, really cool. I'm a big fan of what they're doing, but there's also uh, uh, other like delivery apps like Rappi, uh, they're out of Colombia. They're massive in the region. They're they run on AWS. They do a, a bunch of different cool things. Um, th those are like the bigger startups that we're seeing. But we're also seeing startups at every level. Uh, it, financial services and fi the financial industry is a big space uh, with easier access to credit cards or easier access to loans with smaller players in the market instead of the the big established uh, financial industry. But there's um, really the, the the they run the whole gamut and then the big enterprise companies we're also seeing a big move to i to me uh, a space where we 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 can do a little bit more is that middle tier where there's like the the smaller enterprise companies the larger well-established companies that they they know uh, or they have an established code base or infrastructure and sometimes we tend to get a little too precious with it we feel we're we're going to get uh, we're going to work ourselves out of a job if we move to the cloud or we start automating things. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I think we have this concept of like the artisanal server where we have we've we've perfected it. We've it, every tweak is done by hand, and we're the only ones that know it. And it's temperamental, but it, it keeps us in a job. I, I understand it, but I my message to the industry or the the companies here is like. It's growing so fast that even if you work yourself out of a job in one company and you do it the right way by learning the right technologies, you can go to a bigger company or to a different company or to a startup or build your own startup and say, hey, we're going to use the cloud for this and you're going to be ready for to, to disrupt it. So it's uh, 
it's really it mimics what we've seen in other markets like the US a few years back, but it's also it's got its own its own flavor because the some of these economies are so so big. Like I said, Brazil is the size of the US. So there's iFood, all kinds of companies there that are growing super quickly and they're they're actually informing delivery companies in the US how they do things or how they they pivot around. Uber bought a local delivery company called Corner Shop and now they're they've integrated into what they do with Uber Eats. It's it's uh it's a different it, it's a different approach because they they it, it's hyper localized. You you have access to things that wouldn't necessarily work in the US. Like um it's super popular here. A good example is you have to send a package to someone. So you just use one of the delivery apps. You tell them where they're going to deliver it. They just come to your house. You give it to them. They go deliver it. Oh, I can't go to my sister's to pick it up. You send someone there to pick it up. And that's something that I haven't really seen in other markets. Yeah, that's it's super interesting. I remember early Amazon days, I was in... I think it was Ireland, maybe it was Dublin. I was in one country and they're like, oh, we, we can't order from Amazon. Like they couldn't even go on. And it blew my mind of just how different things were. And, I, and some countries in Europe too, um, just the availability of that. I'm curious, how has the, the global pandemic affected things for you and your team? Um, I know you're, you're looking for... Um, I, th I think you're looking to expand the team too, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But how has that impacted the region? It sounds like from what I'm hearing that there's been a, a, a thriving startup through all of this within the region, which is amazing to see. I personally um, love watching people pivot. I've seen that more. I've, I know people who had businesses, especially in uh, restaurant business, some catering that are now, hey, Dave, how do I get, like, what what do I look for in tech? Like, that's been a big question now. Is it is it mobile? Is it cloud? Like, where do I get started? Where do I begin? Do you also see that happening within uh, the region? Oh, to totally. So I've been at Amazon for six and a half years. When Before I moved to Amazon, I, I worked a different, really large tech company. Um, and when I moved, I was based in Mexico. I moved to Seattle. And I told some people around me, like, oh, I'm going to Amazon. And six and a half years ago, they were like, the bookstore? They, they couldn't, like, they, that was their concept. Because mm -hmm. in Mexico, Amazon only sold books. You, would, you could go to oh, Amazon.com, the U.S. website, and they would send books to Mexico because there was no import fees. So that was the only thing that you could, you could buy. Interesting. Now, six and a half years later, I go, like, I, people have multiple Alexa devices in their house. Um, Amazon.com.mx is a giant thriving thing. People understand what AWS is. So it's completely changed in six and a half years. Wow. Now, the pandemic definitely had a negative effect on this. Uh, it's on my, in my team specifically, we had a series of community events that we call community days planned out. We had budget for in 11 cities in Latin America in 2020. And that obviously didn't happen. We had to pivot to online events, which were great. We, they had great attendance, 
but it's not the same as being as having the first event ever for a community that's that size in a country. So yeah. we had to we had to we've had to change our approach. We had to change how we do things, but um, we do see we continue to see the community thriving. We continue to see people that are coming from different backgrounds break into technology through cloud. Uh, they want to get certified. They want to learn more. They come to our webinars. They come to our workshops. They're brand new to, to tech, and, and that's super inspiring. We want to do more for them. We want to be. Uh, we want to really be a resource for them. We want to help them. I see DevRel the ultimate goal as helping people be successful with AWS. We want someone to get a promotion. We want someone to get their first job in tech. We want someone to ace that test. We want. That's what we. That's a real goal. Not 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 anything else. Not just learning, but actually being able to use it for something that impacts them. Right. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you've your passion for empowering people um, definitely comes through. And I you you made me think of two questions that I have. The first would be uh, someone's listening to this podcast and they're hearing about this pivot and they're hearing about certification. Does AWS offer? Is there any anything in the community? Um, where it's non-English speaking AWS certification training. And I, I'll put that in the show notes if that's available. Um, yeah, and that's, that's something that's pretty new, uh, getting, being able to get certified in Spanish and Portuguese and a number of other languages um, in having content available. We're also, uh, there's also the community that helps around that. So we have our AWS heroes. Uh, I'm super proud that we've, managed to grow the number of heroes in the region from three when I joined the team to nine now. Um, and we had our first community hero in Colombia, first community hero in Argentina, first community hero in Peru. So that's that's really been cool to see. And they're all involved with our user group community. And that those are just like like-minded people getting together, chatting, helping each other out. There's a Discord channel. I'll, I'll share the link uh, so you can post it in the in the notes uh, where we, we talk and that my team is going to start doing office hours on there. Um, so we're trying to build this meta community of people for all of Latin America while still trying to foster the local communities. Uh, and hopefully as things get back to normal, we can get back to meeting in person and doing all those different things. But in the meantime, we there's more resources. There's more stuff that we can do. If there's something that's missing, that's the other thing, right? Like ask us. The worst thing that can happen is you ask for something and we say, we can't do it today. We can't do it right now, but we'll, we'll tally those up. We're, we're keeping track of those things. Uh, but if we don't, if we don't know, we, we don't know what we don't know. So ask questions. I would love to get bombarded with requests for, for things from AWS for the community features, whatever it is. So we can take them back to the team. Love it. I, uh, uh, and I'll make sure I include those links. The, the, the second question is developer advocate on your team. So someone's listening here, uh, they're in the region. What, you know, what does that role include? What are you looking for? Uh, and someone, what does success look like? Yeah, so we're, I'm actually hiring for one developer advocate, Spanish speaking. Uh, oh, okay. If you're based in Colombia, uh, Argentina, Mexico, or Chile, the, you can you can apply to the role. Uh, we'll share it on the on the on the notes. But what it looks like is we're looking for someone that's passionate about two things really: learning and teaching. If you if you learn something and you're like, I can't wait to tell someone about this, you're you're you have the right spirit about it. And the way I look at it is, uh, we're removing friction. If it takes me ten hours to learn something, 
and I can teach it to someone in one hour, and then that one someone is actually a hundred people, I've just reduced a bunch of work in the world. So that's that's the ultimate goal. The second part is you want to learn from the community what they need and take it back to the team. Those are kind of the two modes that we work in. Um, I'm super interested in in hiring someone. The, the role has been open for a minute and uh, I'm, I'm looking for developer advocates. I'm actually going to open two more roles on my team that are more community-based, uh, someone that's uh, going to be working more with the community and one that's a marketing role, like a developer-focused marketing role. Um, and they'll, they'll all be in my team. I'll share the links to those uh, as well. So by the time the the, the uh, the podcast goes live, those will be live. So uh, I'd love to get people asking questions. Um, and I, I think my Twitter or one of my socials will be on the on the notes yeah, as well. Yeah, if, you, okay. if you have questions, ask questions. Um, I'm happy to answer. Uh, we want to welcome more people in tech. If you don't feel ready for to apply to the role yet and want just want to have a chat, send it, like, let me know. If you want me to take a look at your CV and just give you feedback, send it over as well. Happy, happy to provide that. I've interviewed over a hundred people at Amazon. I, I know a thing or two, so happy, <laughs> happy to, to, uh, to help with that as well. You're phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll put your Twitter handle in the show notes, but just, can you just uh, state it so people have it if they want to reach oh, yeah. out? I'm, I'm not that creative. So it's just memo Doring, M-E-M-O-D-O-R-I-N-G. Uh, you can find me like that everywhere. Uh, I have a weird name, so I'm, I don't think I have any. Other than my dad, we're, we're the only ones. And he goes by Guillermo instead of Memo. So uh, you'll, you'll know when you'll, you found me. That's amazing. Now, there's a British sprinter named Emily Freeman and uh, a Christian writer named Emily Freeman. She's always beating me on Google. So one day, one day, Memo. Uh, <laughs> it has been such a pleasure having you. You're fascinating. I love everything you're working on for AWS, for LATAM, uh, for the, the larger sort of tech industry. So thank you. Yeah, thank thank you for having me so much. I really appreciate the the time and uh, the kind words. It's been uh, time blew by. I, I think we might have gone uh, quite a bit over. So, so sorry about that. And um, and other than that, stay safe. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I guess. Thanks, Memo. Pleasure.